The following program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. Beach Corner with Diana Chickie is sponsored by Exchanging Vows Bridal Boutique in Collingwood, Ontario. Visit exchangingvowsbridalboutique.com for all your wedding and formal wear needs. Colette Kendall, Executive Director of Staircase Theatre here in Hamilton, Ontario, and welcome to Beach Booster Radio. I'm Donna Chickie with Beach Corner on Beach Booster Radio, your backstage pass for all your entertainment. She has been nominated three times for the Canadian Comedy Award for Best One Person Show, has garnered the Georgian Straits Critics Pick Award, and has been honoured by the City of Hamilton with Arts Award for Established Theatre Artist. Colette Kendall is a mother of three, owns a degree in biochemistry, an actress, and executive director of the Staircase Theatre an art incubator program with over 100 events per month. Collect will be bringing her smash hit, The Cock Whisperer, A Love Story, to Collingwood Simcoe Street Theatre on Saturday, May the 26th, kick-starting her Canadian tour that will take her from Ontario to Vancouver. The title itself can be provocative, however, this is a wonderful and true one-person storytelling show about Collect's quest for love, loving herself, and ultimately, another being. Joining me via phone is Colette Kendall, who will share her career over the years. You're listening to Beach Corner, brought to you by Exchanging Vows Bridal Boutique in Collingwood on Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's only truly local radio. Hi, I'm Andrew McNeil, Director of Economic Development and Tourism of Wasaga Beach, and you're listening to Beach Booster Radio. Welcome back to Beach Corner on Beach Booster Radio. Colette Kendall's The Cock Whisperer, A Love Story, scheduled for Saturday, May the 26th at Collingwood Simcoe Street Theatre, with doors opening at 7.30 and the show at 8 p.m. The title itself can be provocative. However, this is a wonderful and true one-person storytelling show. She has been nominated three times for the Canadian Comedy Award for Best One-Person Show and is the Executive Director of the Staircase Theatre. Joining me via phone is Colette Kendall. Welcome to Beach Corner, Colette. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. So you are a mother of three children and have a degree in biochemistry. What I want to know is what made you decide to leave the lab to pursue a career as an entertainer? <laughs> well, I think you stated it right in the, first, uh, in the first sentence there. I have three children. I was desperate to leave the house. <laughs> I was willing to do anything, try stand-up, do one-woman shows, just get me out of here. <laughs> and, and with the success you have garnered over the years, what do you enjoy most when you're on stage? Um, I actually, it's the playing with the audience. I kind of, I started in improv myself, and um, for me, the audience is kind of like another improviser. So I do always try to keep a portion of my show where it's sort of unscripted. I can go out there, and then I never know what's going to happen. Um, It all depends on what comes back to me and the energy and responses from the audience, and then we kind of go from there. And this show has been around since 2009. How has it evolved over the years? Um, actually, quite a bit. When when I originally wrote it, I was 
on the road writing it, and that was kind of a horrendous experience because I was writing it um, in front of an audience. I was performing it and getting it reviewed every night. <laughs> At times, it was pretty brutal to deal with. And um, at the particular year that I wrote it, I had started in Winnipeg, and by the time I had finished, I was in Vancouver, and the reviews were very good in Vancouver, and I was getting the crowds for it. It had completely transformed, but at the same time, um, a lot of women were identifying with the experiences that I had in the play, and part of it I talk about spousal abuse. And at that point, I had women that were contacting me saying, this is exactly my story, and telling me theirs. And at the time, I was just too close to the material. I just, I could barely deal with my own stuff, and it kind of overwhelmed me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I took about a year off, didn't perform. It was actually, at the end of it, it was kind of like, that's it, I'm not performing ever again. And it wasn't until I came back to it and realized that there was just, I just had to add a few things as opposed to just editing it like crazy. I just had to add a few things, and then it actually became something that was a really enjoyable experience for me, that it was removed enough that I could just have fun, and um, it's just one more section of your life, it's foibles of your life that you're able to laugh at mm-hmm. with the distance and when you kind of get over yourself and don't take yourself so seriously. And um, and it's really fun to see the audience laugh along with me now. So give us an overview of The Cock Whisperer, as there is much more to the title. Yeah, the title is pretty cheeky, and people get a little scared. Uh, <laughs> they wonder exactly what's going to happen. Um, but the story itself actually is a love story. And it's about, it is about finding love, uh, kind of in the wrong place to begin with, or, um, you know, trying to look. The tagline is that it's one woman's journey trying to find a love and penis of her dreams. Mm-hmm. And it kind of starts out that way, but in reality, what it is, is it's, it's learning how to love yourself and learning to, that there's, you know, multiple sides to kind of, um, stereotypes and gender issues and sexuality and, um, you know, um, pain and, and dominance and all of that and, and learning it through kind of this experience that um, sometimes it's equally as hard for men as well too as it is for women mm-hmm. and, uh, and that they're also subjected to stereotypes just as we are as well too. So it's kind of all in all a journey of discovery that way. It's sort of a coming of age story uh, for myself through um, the penis, <laughs> if you will. So since first performing this smash hit, do you find it's easier to talk about sex to a general audience these days? Um, you know, that's, a, that's kind of an interesting one. Um, I've never really shied away from it. Uh, most of the, the I have uh, four one-woman shows, and most of them I deal pretty bluntly with uh, sexuality, but then also aging and what it's like to be with a woman. I have a new show coming out that's just premiering that's called Clit Lit, and it's uh, a feminist rude awakening, and it's basically my journey through, uh, again, my life uh, figuring out exactly what feminism means to me, and part of that is sexuality. I think as um, over the years, yes, I think people are more receptive to um, discussing these issues and um, willing to talk about them. But more importantly, I guess the thing that's really 
um, surprising for me is that, you know, I'll get a lot of women that come out, because it is a comedy, and so I will get a lot of women my age that will come out um, because they relate so much to the material. The, the, the experiences are the same. But what surprised me and, and what I found was wonderful is that they will come back again and they often bring other friends with them. But mo- most importantly, they bring their daughters with them because they want their daughters to see sexually um, kind of the foibles that they experienced and the intimacy of sexuality in their kind of period of time. Because for young people now, a lot of them are learning really about sex and sexuality through the internet, and that's not really the best place to be learning it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a friendly place for women, mm-hmm. and um, and so a lot of mothers want their daughters to be able to to, to see the difference here, and and see that these things are normal, natural, and and yeah, it's it's funny and this stuff happens, and it's it's not the package that's being sold. Um, for women through porn or through a male gaze. And having said that, what are you hoping the spectators will take away from this show? Well, first and foremost, I call myself kind of an entertainer. Um, you know, I've done stand-up comedy, sketch, and, and improv for years, and, and I have these one-woman shows, but more than anything, I'm an entertainer. And at the end of the day, you know, there's so much, particularly now going on in the world where it's just completely in upheaval, Um at the end of the day you kind of just want to check out and have a good time and kind of just laugh your butt off for a bit you know even about some of the experiences in life and that's really what I want people to just have that you know hour and a bit where they can just have a really good time get away from the reality of uh, you know the world and um, and laugh Mm -hmm. and then you know also pull away from that too that Sex is a, a natural thing, and um, more importantly, love and, and compassion and understanding between people is important. Well, on that note, joining me via phone is performer and executive director of the Staircase Theatre, Colette Kendall. You're listening to Beach Corner on Beach Booster Radio. Is your new or existing business looking for recognition in Wasaga Beach? Beach Booster Group is your one-stop shop for all things local, all things promotional. Beach Booster will succeed in creating a complete local promotional package that can include high-profile outdoor, print, and radio promotion of your business and services. Beach Booster's community events offer additional opportunity for visible participation of your company in the Wasaga Beach area. Beach Booster Promotions also specializes in all types of promotional products and apparel to help you create your local and professional profile. Contact us at info at beachbooster.com or call 705-241-9762. We are local. We are Wasaga Beach. We are Beach Booster. Welcome back to Beach Corner on Beach Booster Radio with my guest via phone, Colette Kendall. So, Colette, this is launching an extensive cross-country tour. You're performing your smash hit, The Caught Whisperer, Love Story. Also, the brand new clip with a feminist rude awakening, which you talked a little earlier. Can you elaborate a little bit more? Yeah, uh, this is, uh, it's going to be a very busy summer for me. Uh, last year, I kind of decided I ripped up my front yard and thought, you know what, this, uh, usually I go out in the summers, and, but I thought, nope, this summer I'm going to actually stay home and just garden. 
And then the next morning, I, um, I had applied in advance for the touring lottery with the French festivals in Canada here. And the next morning, I found out that I was on the lottery. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I get it. We're out on the road this year. So uh, starting May 26th to about October, I'm doing a cross-Canada tour with uh, two of these shows, launching the new one, Clip With, and then also performing the Cock Whisper. So I will be hitting Collingwood. I'm kicking off there, and then heading to um, London, Ottawa, Toronto, Hamilton, Calgary, uh, Edmonton, Victoria, and Vancouver, and then there will be stops along the way as well as, as we go and pick up different uh, uh, gigs and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I'm launching this new show, Clip With. Uh, it's a feminist rude awakening. Again, it's a comedy, and again, it's kind of a coming of age story, uh, talking about just um, my kind of struggle to understand what feminism means to me. I, I always thought that I was a feminist, but I didn't go around, you know, waving my arms going, I'm a feminist. And at best, I've been a shoddy feminist for most of my life. <laughs> Um, but, you know, there's a kind of, with everything that's going on now, I think for a lot of women it's uh, allowed us some time to reflect on, on what it means for us or to us. And, um, and also the way that, you know, it's kind of presented in the media, um, what actually is feminism. And, um, you know, there's lots of stereotypes out there. And, and feminism sometimes has been like the F word. <laughs> Kind of thing, and uh, I think that uh, it's actually more encompassing than that. And um, I, I think that's one of the things that's difficult to to have a feminist in your head that actually encompasses everything. And that's often why, when the, the figureheads kind of fail, we kind of knock them off those podiums. So um, I, I think it has to be more grounded. Um, that it encompasses a lot of women. So, basically, being a woman, you're a mm. So you're also the executive director of the Staircase Theatre and an, an art incubator program with over 100 yeah. events per month. So yeah. how has this come together? <laughs> you're a busy lady. <laughs> I am extremely busy, yes. <laughs> Hence why I wanted to stay in the garden this summer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's crazy. So uh, I ha- have this space in uh, in Hamilton, Ontario. It's uh, um, just a terrific arts incubator, and um, it's really great because I get to see all manner of production come through and um, provide a space for artists to really grow and develop their chops there and to step in and uh, be self-producers for themselves. So they, you know, I, this whole starting artist kind of uh, stigma that there is, I'd like to see that gone. That artists, first and foremost, need to know how to become um, uh, business people and entrepreneurs and learn how to be able to market their artistic work. And of course, their artistic work still has to be at 100% or else people aren't going to come back. But they do have to have the whole business acumen behind them to be able to be successful. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's, I have a space 
that uh, allows them to come in. And, and you name it, it's, you know, dance, art, film, um, comedy, uh, storytelling. Uh, we even do yoga, karate, you name it, we do it. <laughs> wow. So having worked with some well-acclaimed actors such as Laverne and Shirley's Cindy Williams, Three's Companies, Joyce DeWitt, and the Stage West production of Vagina Monologues in Toronto, how was the experience? Um, it was a really fun experience because there was actually quite a few women that were involved in it. So it very much was a bonding experience. And it was a, um, a huge, I don't know what their capacity is, around 900 or something. So it was probably the first experience that I had, uh, you know, doing a piece in front of an audience that large and understanding this whole concept of laughter coming in waves where you'd actually have to wait for it to hit the back of the room and then it would come forward again. So um, it was a really interesting experience that way. Uh, interesting experience working with people of that caliber as well, too, and how professional they were. Um, I would have to say just recently with the news, probably a highlight of my career has been meeting Margot Kidder. Mm-hmm. Um, I was performing in Winnipeg a few years ago and doing one of my other shows, which was um, it's called Tippy Seagram's Happy Hour. And... Um, and Margo was in the audience, and I wasn't sure it was her, and was doing my show, and, and one side of my brain kept saying to me throughout the entire show, it's her, it's her. <laughs> oh, my God. And it wasn't until the end of the show I said, are you actually new? And she's like, yes. And, and she was quite lovely, and, and after the show, she came backstage and gave me a hug and, and just was very, very warm, and um, actually gave me her telephone number in um, Montana, because at that time, I believe it was Shirley Douglas that she was looking at doing a show with, and she loved the character that I was doing, Kippy Seeger. And she very much wanted me to do some writing and create a character like that for her. Um, so we, it, that was a thrill of a lifetime, actually, uh, meeting her. And, and then also just having someone of that caliber say, I like your work. That's oh my gosh, yes. Completely validating, you know, it's like, ah, I'm not a loser. Oh, how nice. May she rest in peace. She's gone too soon. Such a lovely, lovely yeah. person. So who had the most influence on your career? Hmm, that's um, an uh, interesting question. Um, you know what, I, I have always loved comedy, and I would say I would say probably my father in that he was very a uh, very generous audience as I was, you know, growing up. And, um, you know, there was a 40-year age gap between the two of us, so this huge kind of generation gap. And, um, you know, um, he, he, we kind of bonded through this love of laughter and comedy. And it's going to seem so odd. I touch on it actually in Glitwit, but one of our one of the comedians that we used to listen to nonstop was Bill Cosby. And you know, I can remember us playing records, and and he actually took me to my very first comedy concert, which was Bill Cosby at the CNE. And um, so, you know, it, it, it's kind of been that's kind of been an interesting thing for me to also you know come to terms with in my head as well too. Uh, just because there is that uh, connection uh, with my father through mm-hmm. that and, and how we were able to, to kind of bond over comedy. And, and as I said, he was really receptive to my budding sense of humor and, and encouraged me. <laughs> how nice. So where can we find more information on Colette? Uh, you can go to my website, ColetteKendall.com. Uh, it's uh, 
uh, in progress right now. But uh, yeah, you can do uh, go there and check out and see where I'm performing next. Some of the show dates that I have up there. Uh, we'll be getting some of the reviews up, um, through quite a few of them, getting them up online very shortly. And um, there's also a Cock Whisper blog spot if you'd like to go to learn more about the Cock Whisper in particular and reviews for it as well, too. Well, they're on there as well. Well, that sounds really interesting. Well, thank you, Colette, for being my guest and wishing you all the best of success with your upcoming The Cock Whisper, a love story scheduled for Saturday, May the 26th at Collingwood Simcoe Street Theatre. You're listening to Beach Corner on Beach Booster Radio. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this break. You are listening to Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's truly local radio, broadcasting directly from the world's longest freshwater beach. Well, this is a wrap for me. I would like to thank Colette Kendall for being my guest and wishing her all the best of success with her upcoming performance of The Cock Whisperer, A Love Story, scheduled Saturday, May the 26th at Simcoe Street Theatre, located 65 Simcoe Street in Collingwood. Doors open at 7.30 with the show at 8 p.m. Tickets are available at eventbrite.ca and Simcoe Street Books. For more information on Colette, visit ColetteKendall.com. With Beach Corner on Beach Booster Radio, I'm Dinah Chickie. Beach Corner's broadcast every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and 8 p.m. and also available on podcast anytime from our new Beach Booster Radio podcast page. Simply click the podcast button for my homepage to enjoy unique and local programming. Beach Corner's also a regular feature in Beach Booster Publication and coming soon to Wasaga Beach TV. If you would like to be featured on Beach Corner, please contact Diana at beachbooster.com. I welcome your visit to my Facebook and Twitter pages. Bye-bye, everyone. The preceding program is a production of Beach Booster Radio, written, recorded, and produced in Wasaga Beach, Ontario. We thank you for listening to Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's only locally owned and operated radio station. We are local. We are Wasaga Beach. We are Beach Booster. Hi, this is Brian Smith, Mayor of the Town of Wasaga Beach, and you're listening to Beach Booster Radio.